Hi, this is Greg Lois. If you're here today, uh, you're here uh, as part of our New Jersey webinar series. Today we're going to talk about post-trial practice. Uh, this webinar was originally titled Appeals in New Jersey, uh, but we've expanded the topic a little bit because, frankly, appeals is just too simple, too small of a topic for a 15-minute webinar. Um, the idea of today's webinar is that you'll be able to answer questions from your clients, your locations, your insureds, uh, about whether or not the petitioner can reopen a case. Is a, it really is the case really closed? Um, what happens uh, if the judge makes a decision? Can the judge be appealed? And can the respondent reopen cases? We're also going to talk about a couple related topics, including commutations in New Jersey. So let's begin. Uh, now, this is part of our overall webinar series. The third Monday of the month is always New York. Fourth Monday of the month is always uh, New Jersey. And this is just one part of the type of training and outreach that we try to do for our clients and for our friends in the workers' comp defense community. Uh, hopefully, everybody who's watching this webinar today already has a copy of my book. Uh, that book covers New Jersey workers' comp defense from the employer, adjuster, legal perspective, really from soup to nuts, all the way from the intake of a claim, uh, whether it's going to be uh, denied or accepted, all the way to case closure. We also have a lot of articles on our website. That's lois-llc.com. And those articles are updated just about every week. One of the attorneys here is writing something about either New York or New Jersey workers' comp defense. Finally, we do do a newsletter. Please join it. And these webinars. Um, these webinars are usually interactive um, and uh, we put a copy of all the webinars that we do in our webinar archive. Every webinar that we've produced, and there's two a month, New York and New Jersey, uh, that follow the curriculum, the progression, are all on our website and can be viewed anytime you want. They can even be downloaded. Um, normally, these webinars are live. Today uh, is Sunday, uh, February 21st, and I'm recording this webinar because I think uh, my court calendar tomorrow, it's a little bit unpredictable. I think I'm going to be stuck in New Brunswick uh, trying a case before Judge Hutchinson, and because of that, I'm going to record this. Usually, these are live, and in fact, if I'm able to get back here from court in time to do the live webinar, uh, we'll just throw this in the garbage. Um, Normally, I would put a slide up here that says, here's how you can ask Greg questions during the webinar, and I can see those questions actually pop up uh, when we do the webinar. Uh, today, I'm saying please email me any questions you may have. My email address is glois at lois-llc.com, and I'll try to respond to everybody who emails in any questions. All right, uh, let's go back to what we're here for today. We're here today to find out what happens, or talk a little bit about what happens after uh, either the decision's been reached or the case has been settled or compromised. And originally this was titled appeals, but we discovered, you know what, uh, appeals is such a small issue, such a small percentage of the practice in New Jersey, and they're really quite straightforward. Uh, so it really wouldn't be a full, decent 12 to 15 minute webinar topic. So today we're going to talk about just about everything that happens um, at the end of the case. Um, we're going to talk about essentially the topics that are covered in Chapter 12 of my book that begins on page 107. We're going to talk about what the difference is between a settlement and a judicial order. We're going to talk about whether or not the petitioner can reopen the claim, whether the respondent can reopen the claim after the case has been settled. We're going to talk about what a commutation is uh, and how often they're used. And, of course, we're going to talk about appeals, just a little bit, a couple minutes about appeals. All right. Uh, to understand this topic, we need to understand the two basic settlement types. Now, we're talking about compromise settlements that take place in New Jersey. Okay, There's really only two ways to close cases outside of a dismissal. One is the thing that we're always trying to get, which is a Section 20. A Section 20 is a lump sum dismissal. It's specifically allowed by statute. In fact, Section 20 of our statute, 
34-15-20 is where the, uh, the actual uh, statute is cited from. Uh, it is full and final. When you pay a Section 20, you are lump sum dismissing out two parts of the case, the medical and any future indemnity. Uh, the great thing about a Section 20 is it cannot be reopened. We're going to talk about what a reopener is in just a second. Um, it's paid all at once, and that's another uh, reason that my clients like Section 20s. You don't have an ongoing obligation that's going into the future. It's a lump sum dismissal. The whole case goes away. In New Jersey, you're not allowed to section out section, uh, different parts of the case. Other states allow you to do things like uh, do a lump sum dismissal on maybe just future medical or a lump sum dismissal on just indemnity and leave medical open. New Jersey doesn't allow that because the statute, Section 20, states that the dismissal is full and complete and there has to be some sort of jurisdictional basis uh, for the dismissal. So there has to be some dispute as to whether the person's an employer or not, if there's causal rela uh, relationship, uh, there are issues of liability. Uh, usually issues of just how muchers, meaning their doctor says they're totally disabled and our doctor says they're fine and ready for the Olympics, is not going to be enough of an issue uh, for the workers' comp law judge to find that that's a jurisdictional dispute. So Section 20s dispose of approximately 30% of all the cases in New Jersey. The other type of settlement there is in New Jersey is called the Section 22 settlement. It's also referred to as an order-approving settlement, and that settlement uh, takes place when uh, both parties have agreed to compromise on the nature and extent of permanent residual disability. The case is not really over, and it's not really a final settlement, and the reason for that is because it is subject to reopener rights on behalf of both the petitioner and the respondent. Those reopener rights are enabled by another section of the statute, Section 27. Um, section 22s, often you, you have to do a Section 22 settlement or order-approved settlement, and that's because it's an accepted, admitted case. Your IME doctor found permanent residual disability, so you're stuck doing what, what we consider the reopenable, uh, less attractive settlement of the case. That's a Section 22 or order-approving settlement. Uh, the other way cases close, of course, are by dismissal and approximately 20% of the cases in any one or venue are disposed that way, usually because they're duplicates. And finally, judicial orders. And a judicial order is issued in a case after there's been a trial. Generally speaking, defense counsel should not be consenting to judges finding a degree of disability. And we'll talk about that, why you would never do that in, in a few minutes. But uh, the other way the case can be resolved is where the parties cannot compromise, we cannot settle, and instead we decide uh, we're going to take this case to trial and let the judge call it. There's a lot of ways of trying cases in New Jersey. You can bifurcate on just specific issues. You could do a, what we call a trial on reports, where essentially we don't ask the physicians to come in and testify. We just have the claimant testify or the petitioner testify. Uh, generally speaking, I frown on all those types of uh, sort of uh, quick and easy ways of resolving cases. I feel like if there's enough of a dispute that we're going to try a case, let's try the case. Now, in New Jersey, uh, one of the uh, pitfalls of this jurisdiction is that cases can be reopened. And in fact, uh, the 2015 statistics in New Jersey are that there were 34,500 new claim petitions filed in New Jersey in 2015. 6,250 of them were reopeners. And that's the most recent information we have from statutory year 2015. Uh, that's 18%. Now, that's it's actually more than 18% because several thousand of that 34,000 new claims that were filed in New Jersey in 2015 
were actually medical provider applications. That's where the medical provider is claiming that they weren't paid enough uh, for their medical bills or the medical treatment they provided. So really, the, uh, the number of reopeners is probably closer to like 25% of the overall case population in New Jersey. Now, they're not really called reopeners. The actual formal term is application for review or re uh, 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 modification of a formal order. And this is the typically petitioner bringing this matter forward and saying, Judge, uh, I know we settled that case a year ago and I accepted my award of 30% of partial total, but now my condition has progressed. There has been no intervening incident and I'm worse. I want more money. And these are frustrating. Uh, I mean, because you know as a respondent that about 25% of the cases you close uh, no matter how hard fought they were to get them to that closure, whether that's by judicial order or by settlement, they're going to come back and be reopened by the claimant who's going to seek more money. And generally speaking, the judges entertain these. Uh, the judges, uh, you know, even if a claimant reopens their claim three months or six months or eight months after they accepted their settlement, uh, generally speaking, it's the way these usually go is the judge will either approve a Section 20, that's a lump sum dismissal to get rid of the case, or uh, the, the court uh, will actually find an increased disability. Uh, so reopeners is a like special nuance or a special sort of uh, feature of New Jersey workers' compensation that maybe we don't have in every other jurisdiction. In New York, you can reopen cases under Section 123. It is exceedingly rare to see a reopener succeed in New York. But in New Jersey, again, you can expect most of your cases that are settled under order-approving settlement to come back and be reopened, uh, sort of a second bite at the apple. New Jersey also allows commutations. So in New Jersey, uh, if, if for good cause shown, instead of paying an award that may be payable for three or four or five or ten years going into the future, uh, instead the petitioner can come forward and say, Judge, I don't want my award to be paid into the future, and in fact I want to be paid all at once. And uh, the respondent gets to take a little present value discount when the petitioner wishes to do that. And most respondents would be very happy to do a commutation. And there's a lot of reasons for this. I mean, first of all, you don't have this ongoing indemnity exposure that's going on into the future. Uh, second of all, it's, it's, it's like a Section 20 where you're paying it all at once and you're, it's see you later, goodbye. Uh, and usually in the commutation um, context, the petitioner is either moving back to their country or they decided they need a big amount of money so they could start a business, something where we feel like uh, it's going to really diminish the likelihood of a reopener. They are rarely granted in New Jersey. I've had cases in which the petitioner wanted to move back to their home country and start a business or buy a farm or invest in something and have the judge say absolutely not. Uh, typically, the uh, judge of compensation will allow a commutation of a portion of the overall settlement, but not typically the entire settlement, which is what we would absolutely love. Uh, so commutations, exceedingly, exceedingly rare. Very few applications for commutation are actually approved. And when clients ask me, Greg, why, why wouldn't the judge just say, hey, the person's got some good reason. I'm moving back to my country or I want to, uh, I need $50,000 out of my award so I can go get some training or buy a business. Why wouldn't the judge do that? And the reason is because the judges uh, and the entire system is really very, quite paternalistic to the petitioner. And if there's a chance that the petitioner could take this money, invest it in some business, and lose all the money, and then be both destitute and disabled, uh, the judge really is trying to look out for the petitioner. So that's the reasoning why they don't do or uh, approve many commutations. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about appeals. Appeals are pretty rare in New Jersey. Uh, before you even appeal, first of all, what can you appeal? Let's talk about what you can appeal. You can appeal a final decision, right? 
interim orders or interlocutory orders or orders that don't settle the entire case cannot be appealed. Um, and frankly, in New Jersey, it's pretty rare for judges to hit respondents uh, with interlocutory judgments that harm the respondent, like, for example, limiting proofs, precluding witnesses, precluding IMEs, precluding experts. Pretty rare. Uh, it does occur, but those type of interlocutory disputes probably are not going to be appealable. What is going to be appealable are final decisions, and that's any judge's decision following uh, jeopardy, following some sort of trial, or whether it be bifurcated or a full trial. Um, the order that's issued by the judge uh, will be the basis of the appeal, typically. Uh, and this is another one of those little areas where you've you got to be careful with your counsel and don't let them fall into this trap of often attorneys consenting to orders. It's okay to consent to the uh, form or the entry of the order. Uh, just don't consent to the actual matter that's being decided by the judge because that's really waiving your right to appeal it. So that's something to be a little bit careful of. Appeals are exceedingly rare in New Jersey because they're rarely successful. And in fact, I'm standing right now in front of our New Jersey case law library, and we've got the, the tan books are all the Supreme Court reporters and the greens that start here and then go off into, around the corner and into another room are all the Superior Courts, those are the appellate division. There are very few decisions that are coming out of, uh, that, are, that are reversals that are favorable to the respondent. In fact, although almost all the case law we're going to cite to is going to be appellate level case law in New Jersey in our briefs and summations and arguments, really uh, very few successful appeals uh, every year. And in the course of an average year, there's only maybe four to 12 meaningful appellate decisions in the entire state. And that's out of a case population of, just as we said before, 2015, 34,000 claims that reach that appellate level. That's the second level in, in New Jersey. First level, the trial court is workers' comp court. Second level, appellate uh, division. And the final level that you get to is the New Jersey Supreme Court. Very few workers' comp decisions go up to the New Jersey Supreme Court. They're rarely successful. I think the likelihood of uh, overturn on appeal is, is, is exceedingly small, and that's because our judges are quite uh, uh, erudite and also because our judges usually couch their findings in terms of findings of fact. Uh, the appellate division gives great deference to the judge of compensation who actually had the opportunity to see the witnesses, review the documentary evidence, see the sort of candor or competence of the uh, experts. Because remember, every expert that testifies in a New Jersey workers' comp court comes to court. There's no depositions. They're all there. They're testifying before the judge of compensation. For those reasons, the appellate division gives the uh, workers' comp law judge uh, a lot of uh, deference and a lot of credence in determining the credibility of the witnesses. And the judges are uh, clever enough and wise enough to, generally speaking, uh, couch their decisions in terms of their findings of credibility and uh, how the witness candor, rather than referring to uh, legal standards. Our law in New Jersey, this, the statute has been in place since 1979. There have been minor reforms in that period of time, but the law is relatively well settled, and the workers' comp law judges are rarely actually making decisions that are affecting the overall uh, trajectory of the workers' comp law in New Jersey. So we can appeal any final decision, uh, but it's rare. Appeals in New Jersey are quite expensive. Even though the filing fees are quite low, um, they are expensive in terms of attorney time. All right. We put together a little bit of a chart to sort of talk through all of these topics that we just kind of discussed. Um, and let's talk about that. Section 20, can you appeal it? Nope. This is a compromise settlement that you agreed to. There is no appeal of a Section 20. Can it be reopened? Nope. This is a good thing for the respondent. That's why we like Section 20s. They don't come back. And can it be commuted? No, it is a commutation, essentially. It is a one-time payment 
it is a lump sum. There is no ongoing payments into the future. Section 22 settlement, or an order approving settlement, can that be appealed? Uh, why did I put yes in there? That's wrong. Nope, can't be appealed. You compromised. You agreed to it. Uh, by the time this, we do this live tomorrow, if we do it live tomorrow, I'll fix that part of the slide. Can it be reopened? Uh, yes, a Section 22 order approving settlement can be reopened. This is why we don't like it. We know that uh, the petitioner is going to come back sometime in the future, claim that their disability is increased, and they're either going to get an increased award or the case is going to be lump sum dismissed via Section 20 at that time. Uh, can it be commuted? Yes, but extremely rarely. Uh, order, the judge's order. This is be a judge's decision after trial. Uh, can it be appealed? Yes, absolutely it can be appealed. Um, the other thing we do more frequently than appeal in New Jersey is actually immediately move uh, for the judge to reconsider their decision. They rarely do, but we always move for that. Um, can it be reopened? Uh, absolutely, yes. It, if, it is, if it's awarding benefits going into the future, if the petitioner prevailed and won something, they can absolutely reopen that. And can it be commuted? Yes, it can be commuted. It would be extraordinarily rare for the judge to grant a commutation at the time the order is entered, but the petitioner can certainly move for a commutation in the future. Okay, uh, that's pretty much my overview of post-trial practice or the, uh, the, the way cases either come back onto the docket as reopeners or get appealed. Um, pretty straightforward topic in New Jersey, but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my email is glois at lois-llc.com. I'm certain that next month when we return with our topic of the second injury fund, uh, that that topic will be live. I, will, I don't anticipate having a conflict on my calendar for that day. Uh, thank you for coming to this pre-recorded webinar. They are generally live, and in the future, uh, please join us. Uh, this is always the fourth Monday of the month. Okay, thanks for joining us. Have a great day.